Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where we got a film degree. And a guy who knows how to work a DVD player. Talk to you about movies on this week's Brownie Bites News episode. Oh we... my god, so much happened. Yes, we say goodbye to another star. We have uh, reactions to the numerous casting updates of Spider-Man 3. There's fallout from the HBO and Warner Brothers streaming deal. And then, of course, Disney Investor Day happened. We have our reactions to all the news that came out. That, coming up now on this episode of Brownie Points. everybody happy sunday happy news day as long time listeners pop. oh there was or was it there i didn't hear it mm-hmm. i think <laughs> yeah there i think it was uh... <laughs> um as long time did listeners... you did you do it yet <laughs> are you done <laughs> i'm gonna go in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> As long-time listeners know, we never jump right into the reviews. We like to start off the show and the week with our Brownie Bites news segment. And lo and behold, we have a lot to unpack. The majority of the news coming out of Disney we're going to save here for the end. We have a couple stories we want to start off the show with. The first one, of course, being our reoccurring segment, Who Died This Week? And it's a shame that this person passed away, um... Well, that, of course, but um, <laughs> I didn't start that the way I wanted to. Uh, uh, but this would have sounded insensitive while being sensitive. This actor passed away during um, Disney Investor Day, so it got kind of it got kind of shuffled uh, throughout the rest of the news. But Tommy Lister, uh, Tommy Tiny Lister, uh, he passed away on uh, the 10th at 62. They did not say uh, the cause of death as of yet, so we don't know. Uh, that'll come out in the next couple days but uh the two biggest projects that he was known for were uh friday uh the whole friday series of films uh with ice cube and then uh i just wanted to i I don't know if this is what he's most known for but i just wanted to personally throw out there that i knew him from the dark knight when he was one of the prisoners on the boat that convinced the guy to not blow up the boat do you remember that scene yeah i remember that guy yeah, he was the guy with the one squinty eye, and he was just like... He was He was the guy that was, like, whispering. He's like, give it to me, and I'll do what you should have done from the beginning. And then he throws it out the window. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the main and thing. And as it's, as it's going out, it hits a guardrail and blows up the other boat. <laughs> yeah. I That's the main thing I remember him from, because I haven't seen the Friday films. And then, it, and then it cuts back to him, and he's like, oh, crap, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he... Um, he was a he was a great comedic uh character actor uh just one of those guys um i mean do you remember him specifically from anything besides the dark knight no i've i've not seen friday um or friday 2 or next friday or whatever it's called uh friday next friday and i think friday after next i think that's what they're called okay um I'm I'm interested in seeing him. I've never seen him, but uh, I really didn't know much about him. I I recognized him, and I feel bad for this. I recognized him for being a meme. Ugh. Which Excuse which specific me. which specific meme? 
I don't remember exactly what specific meme, but like it's just a picture of him like looking like he's gonna punch somebody with his one eye being crossed. Um, oh. <laughs> but I I don't I don't remember him really from anything because I never really like saw the stuff he did. I think he was a professional wrestler too. Uh, that at some point that I didn't confirm, but I just pulled up his IMDb and. You're not going to guess how many acting credits this guy actually has between voiceovers and actual on-screen acting. 132. Uh, not cool. Not quite double that. He literally has 220 acting credits. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but rest in peace. I mean, it, you were a meme, dude. Like, apparently you had some impact on society. Just, I hadn't seen what it was yet. Oh, dude, his voice was so iconic. Just looking through his resume again, just uh, every now and then I see a title like, oh, yeah, he did play the deep voice guy in that. He, uh, yeah, that's that. I mean, that sucks. It's uh, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty sad loss that we had, especially during this uh, holiday season. Hopefully it wasn't COVID related, but uh, well, like I said, we don't know the cause yet. So um, anyway, rest in peace. The next bit of news that we have is related to Black Mirror. It's one of Woo! my... <laughs> Woo! It's Woo! one... <laughs> I was trying to make the noise that they do at the start of each episode. <laughs> Man, I haven't watched that show in a while. I got into it for a little bit. I think I watched a full season and a half of it, but I've not watched it in a while. It's good. The stuff I saw was good. You are not a super fan like me. I have seen the entire series I, twice. <laughs> the, the main the main thing was, I think what it was, is I watched about a season and a half of it, and I got not tired of being depressed, but I was like, I need to you, not see... Well, no, I'm not even saying it like as a joke. I'm saying like... Yeah, no, you need, a, mood, you need a break. I get it. Yeah, like the mood and the tone, I was like, I love this, but like I need a break from it for a little bit, and I just like never went back. Oh, dude, when I think it was season three or four, whatever the first Netflix season was, when it dropped, they had all the seasons, and I watched them all over the span of, like, a week, and I've just been a diehard fan of Black Mirror ever since. Uh, I The season I saw was the one that starts off with Discount Matt Damon in, in the Star Trek video game. Oh, that was... I saw that, and then, like, half of another season. I think that was the... Yeah, that was season five, the second season that Netflix uh, produced. Um, but, Probably. But yeah, oh, that was a great episode. But anyway... Black Mirror has returned to the new cycle. This is the first bit of Black Mirror news we've had since their not-that-great season six that came out last year. Uh, fight me. I thought it was an overall terrible season. but uh, Don't fight me. I haven't watched it yet. And then I skip the Miley Cyrus episode. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Miley Cyrus was actually in the show? Yeah, she was in one episode, and it was one of the worst episodes they ever made. It was really bad. But anyway... Uh, kind of continuing their tra- withheld comment just to make it awkward. I was like, I could say something, but don't. <laughs> uh, continuing in this kind of on and off tradition that they have in dropping a random Black Mirror special at the end of whatever calendar year, it has been confirmed via Charlie Brooker's Twitter that there is going to be Black Mirror Death to Twenty Twenty. Uh, in an interview with Hugh Grant, uh, I don't remember who interviewed him, but Hugh Grant. More or less alluded a to <laughs> Hugh Grant. More or less alluded to slash confirmed that he is going to be one of the stars of this mockumentary, kind of satirizing while also talking about real things that happened in the year of twenty twenty. Because 
because, quote, because, <laughs> because, quote, we couldn't make up half of the stuff that happened in 2020. So I saw, <laughs> I saw something that was really, really funny. And uh, it was I think it was like people making fun of YouTube Rewind. And they're like, you should just te- you should just do it as in like a television show that's failing. Like, remember murder, murder hornets? Why were they introduced if you're not going to have a payoff? <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of like what actually happened with space force because we got two space tv shows on now so <laughs> uh, space! <laughs> uh but yeah um other the people best thing to happen in 2020 was our discussion of princess p on me oh yeah that was that was a, that was fun i'm a warrior yeah we get it <laughs> uh along with hugh grant uh there's gonna be samuel jackson um and a few other stars i only wrote those two people but um it's a. It's apparently done. Netflix is just being super secret about when it's going to drop, but apparently it's going to drop within the next two weeks before the end of 2020. And yeah, it's going to be. I mean, if you see, that's seen, not. That's not even the most important thing coming to Netflix. What title are you referring to? It was Cage Man, and he's going to talk about swear words. Oh, I didn't have that in the lineup, but I. Yeah, I know. I just remembered it right now. <laughs> I forgot about it too when I'm in it. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I forgot. That's going to be dropping in January. Uh, Black Mirror. That sounds like my favorite show of all time. Nicholas Cage discussing the history of swear words. Uh, yes, yes. I'll segueing into that. Black Mirror is going to come out hopefully before the end of the new year. It probably will just drop out of the blue. But coming in January. Speaking, speaking of swear words, did I ever tell you what my nickname was in engineering class in high school? No, I don't remember. Swear jar. <laughs> i'm not kidding my nickname was swear jar because the teacher would like we, the teacher uh understandably in high school was not cool with people swearing and like if i said something like piss she'd be like mahan and i uh what you're leaving out is that you would do it like the tourette's guy where you would go piss <laughs> <laughs> no like I, I i would just have normal conversations not realizing i was being incredibly loud and just like say the f word She's like, Mahan, language. So there was a kid in there that that uh, nicknamed me Swear Jar. Nice. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm just imagining you just like, Bob Saget! <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm just like, Balls! <laughs> I just see it like a thing of salt. I'm like, I want to backhand it. Yeah. <laughs> well... Uh, I bought your Colgate toothpaste, the one with tartar control, <laughs> and it made me feel like a piece of sh- <laughs> Have you ever beaten a man so hard that he pissed blood? <laughs> oh, we gotta do masked men for the show. <laughs> you said we gotta do meth? What did you say? No, I I slurred a little while I was trying to say what I was trying to say. We gotta do matchstick men for the show. I heard you say we gotta do math. I was like, what is that transition? <laughs> no, I had a bunch of phlegm in my mouth while I was trying to say the title, so it sounded like that. I Quote unquote phlegm. I can't wait to hear that in post. Uh. He just, he had phlegm in his mouth. Yeah, he had a milky white liquid stuck in his throat and blamed on phlegm. It was, uh, it was, uh, in between Olive my teeth Garden. and it was in between my teeth and stuck to my gums. It was like caramel or a dog eating, uh, uh peanut butter. <laughs> okay. Just talk about movie stuff. Yes. Yes. Uh, in case you forgot what we were talking about, uh, the other th- big thing coming to Netflix I is, 
is Nicolas Cage starring in the history of swear words. It's going to swear words. It's going to be six episodes that each uh, focus on one specific word that I'm not going to say because I don't want to censor every episode title. Just uh, look it up. Uh, (laughs) One of them's the F word. So (laughs) yes, it's like my favorite word. Dude, that that trailer was so funny. Yeah. He was just him doing that painting and just like, and there, it and it's all elegance and beauty. And it was a flower with the with the p word on it. <laughs> 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 oh my god! I just I don't even care who the showrunner is. Just the fact that Nick Cage is going to be talking about swears for roughly three hours. I'm so excited. He gets a second season and it's like ridiculous swear substitutes. And he's like, first episode, Zeus's butthole. I said it. Dude, his beard game is on point, too. He had a very luscious beard in that trailer. Mm, Tasty beard. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that drops... uh, Oh, I don't have the date in front of me. I think it was January 4th. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure it was that, yeah. Yeah, somewhere in the first week. Pretty sure. Somewhere in the first week of January. But uh, but yeah, that's super duper exciting. Obviously, uh, (laughs) for us, it's probably the best thing to kick off the new year with. It is the single greatest announcement of 2020. And I got married in 2020, and I'm saying that. Yeah. It's going to be weeks before Kelsey hears this, so who cares? <laughs> it's going to be solid weeks. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, sweetie. I love you. I can't wait for her to... With all my heart. I can't, I can't wait for her to hear the, the kid joke that we did at the end of uh, Strange Brew. <laughs> you remember... Uh, God, I don't even remember that joke. Uh, I said with the the little ones, uh, we had to hurry up and finish taping, but not ours. It's our, it's our guest hosts. And then you were like, (laughs) no, 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 it was not me. And then you're like, we don't have kids yet. No, you said yet. And then I said, Ooh, teaser. And then you just started dying laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but anyway, on to our next story. Uh, this story took up our news feed virtually all of last Tuesday and Wednesday because, Jesus Christ, there was a lot of uh, announcements that just popped up during the day. Spider-Man 3, uh, whatever they're going to call it, Far From Home 2, Homecoming 3, whatever it is. Spider-Man... Home of the swear words. Or No, no, no. You know what they're going to call it? Spider-Man 3, Home of the Whopper. <laughs> Spider- no, no, it's Spider-Man. We have the beef. No, you have to work in home. You have to have the word home. Oh, I was just I was just thinking hamburgers. Just the Spider-Man, we have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man, home of the Whopper. You won't guess who's sponsoring that movie. That's right, Subway. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man 5, dollar foot long. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man fine, the quest for peace. Superman's over there like, what the hell? They ripped off my movie. <laughs> Spider-Man, Man of Steel. Wait, what? <laughs> Spider-Man, The Dark Knight Rises. Hey. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> In a world. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, the Nickelback is playing in the background. Look at this, Spider-Man. Look at this photograph. Every time I do it, it makes me want to charge you $200 to put it on your front page of your paper. <laughs> I was going to make an Uncle Ben joke like, look at this photograph. Every time I remember responsibility or something like that. (laughs) Look at this photograph. 
Every time I do, I'm reminded that my Uncle Ben is dead because of my decisions. <laughs> Every time it reminds me my Uncle Ben didn't make rice. <laughs> Look at this photograph. Every time I do, I wonder who the hell are these people. Then I remember the photo developing store. <laughs> Put the wrong photos in my envelope. <laughs> I don't know how to rhyme. <laughs> God. Songwriting's kind of hard. <laughs> but not that Still hard for better Nickelback. than Nickelback. <laughs> you know who needs to go on tour together? Nickelback and Nick Cage? No, Nickelback and Garth Brooks. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> God, that guy's such a maniac. Just listening to him, like, what was the, what was the thing that they had on YMH about him recently? Where like it's list, it's him listening or describing like it was the importance how, of uh, copyright. Yeah, the importance of copyright. You would think this man is talking about like the first time he saw his son. Like his wife gave birth, and they're like, "Mr. Brooks, here's your son." He's like, "Oh my God, just." I had such a special connection, and I just knew that nothing could be stronger. You'd think that's what he's talking about. No, he's talking about copyright and songs. You know, when the ink dried and my lawyer handed me the paper, it was the most goddamn beautiful thing I ever saw. When when the ink dried and my lawyer handed me the paper, I was like, you know what? This is the most important thing that I will do in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> the next 20 minutes. I like that. Like, look, man, I, I'm not, I'm not one to like. We're supposed to be talking about Spider-Man, by the way. <laughs> jump on the bandwagon of like people trolling him, like let the bot, let them go, or oh, uh, dude, we, we need to see the bodies or whatever. But like, just, just, I'm not one of those people. But I will jump on the bandwagon of that man is clinically insane and needs to dial down his enthusiasm for nothing. I'll get off this. I'll get off this after I say this, listeners. Whether you are a YMH fan or not, you just have to see the nonsense that is the comment section of any post that Garth Brooks makes on Instagram. It is just hysterical. It is so funny. I, not only not only the comment section, just what he posts. What he posts is insane. Uh, He's like. Hey, we're here at we're uh, we're here at Studio G, and we're just about to walk in there. We want to let you know that we love you. It's game day. It's G day for Garth or something. And <laughs> it's just G like, <laughs> like we're here at Studio G. It's like, dude, calm down. Oh my god, it's so funny. Anyway, I didn't I didn't want to do social media, but then someone explained to me that Facebook is like a conversation. It's a two way street, and it's gonna work that way. I like that. <laughs> Oh, I just that. post, hey, here's a picture of my butthole and move on. I like that. <laughs> Kirk Cousins comment on it. It's... Kirk Cousins comments on it. He's like, you like that? Uh, I wish I wish my video wasn't down because I'm trying to make a, a thing with my with my fingers just going like Garth Brooks. Let's just say that. But then it just opens like uh, Kirk Cousins going, you like that? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I'm trying to make my make something with my fingers that looks like Garth Brooks's butthole, but I don't have enough appendages. No, not quite that. That's what I was trying to do though. But <laughs> but he was gonna go. You like that? <laughs> they... We're talking about Spider Man, right? Why are we on this tangent? <laughs> it's it's part. It's it's like it is about sixty percent my fault. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like seventy. But okay. No, I 
I did open the floodgates, but you're the one that said charge. <laughs> the gods are coming. Garth. The, the gods are coming. <laughs> no, no, it's Garth. I like that. <laughs> Spider Man. Garth Brooks. Garth. Okay, one last thing. Garth Brooks oh is like the kind of guy that thinks he has an ASMR voice and doesn't realize that he's clinically insane. So he just says he likes that all the time. I just leaned back so hard in my chair, my headphones almost popped out. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> my eardrums be like, what? <laughs> While we're here at Notre Dame Stadium, we gotta stop. Yes, stop. Spider-Man. Tom Holland, Spider-Man. They're for two Tom, days. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, where everyone's in it except Tom Holland. Two okay, that Monty said that was a joke. Monty said that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, but how are they gonna give him any screen time? Like, Monty, dude, I get it was a joke. I'm kinda agreeing with you. <laughs> but I, I, I do have an idea on this because they talked about they're gonna have Well, we haven't even like, said who they said was gonna be in it it's, yet. It's it's rumored, quote unquote, rumored that or maybe it's confirmed. Alfred Molina's Doc Ock is gonna be in it. He is confirmed. Jamie, Jamie Foxx's uh, Electro is going to be in it. He was confirmed. The Punisher's supposed to be in it. That's I saw a rumor. Something about, I saw something about Andrew Garfield is supposed to be in it. That's I saw a rumor. Another, I saw another thing that um, Kirsten Dunst is supposed to be in it. She and Tobey Maguire are also both rumors. All of them are rumors so, except for Electro and Doc Ock. But here's something I want to put out there. I don't necessarily have a problem with it because of... Uh, Captain America, is it Winter Soldier? I don't know which or... one you're talking about. It's the one that essentially was the Avengers, except they just called it a Captain America movie. That was Civil War. Okay. This, to me, is just like phase two, or whatever phase they're on, uh, that this is their Civil War. Like, it's their thing where it's like, look, it's an Avengers movie, but it's not. Um, I'm... To, me, that's, to me, that's what I take this to be, because obviously if they're going to have all these people from other like Spider-Man universes in this movie, it has something to do with Dr. Strange. It just, it, it will, there's no way it works that way. Also, if you think about, cause another thing they were talking about is like, well, could it be finally getting into sinister six movie? You've got electro, you've got doc Ock and Mysterio because the thing at the end of the movie where they show Mysterio, like making that fake movie makes me wonder, is he actually alive? There's no way Jake Gyllenhaal signed a one-picture deal. There's no way he only yeah. signed a one-picture deal. Yeah. So, to me, this is this movie is basically like Civil War for Spider-Man, where they're like, look, we get that it's not an Avengers movie, but this is essentially an Avengers-level movie. Okay, to me, I'm taking a more... I don't know if it's more or less cynical, but I'm taking a generally cynical approach I'm to this. I'm not trying to be cynical or optimistic. I'm just saying that's what I interpret them to have this movie as. Because it, it is kind of worrisome. Just the amount of people that are getting announced for this movie and then the rumors that are swirling that would make complete sense for them to be in this movie. It's kind of like, man, you've not screwed up before, but this really does come across as you're cramming too much. Well, and they're they're in the middle of filming too, so I the fact that I feel like most of these are just secrets starting to come out. I feel like these were already set in stone. Like Yeah. I saw Monty 
write something about uh by the way monty's profile picture game oh dude yeah his yeah his photoshop game is really good but it's incredible he wrote something that said um that these are probably all being done on the fly as rewrites i'm not one that subscribes to that personally i get where he's coming from but i don't subscribe to that personally i feel like something like this had to have been done well in advance but be nuts you know actually what would be nuts what if they went as far as to have Shailene Woodley be in this movie as Mary Jane Watson. I don't think that'd be that big of a stretch with everyone else that they're saying is in this That's movie. That's what I'm getting at. Like, they're announcing so many things involving past cast members of Spider-Man. If they managed to get Shailene Woodley, who was taken out of Spider-Man 2 completely with a... Re- or Amazing Spider-Man 2 completely with a rewrite. Yeah. I just my head would explode which just like you are making connections that are just unbelievable at this point the thing that i'm worried about with this movie is that sony is kind of putting kevin feige even more on the back burner on this one and just kind of kind of wow the raw jenkins like they're kind of just Whoa. doing their own thing where here hear me out it's they're looking at the success that they had with spider-man into the spider-verse a wholly separate singular like it was done by an animation company with virtually no MCU bigger picture supervision. So they're looking at the success of like the very basic elements of the Spider-Verse being a thing. And they're like, oh, well, we won an Oscar and a lot of money for that. Let's dri- let's jam this in and forget whatever Feige wanted to do. Like, I, it feels like Feige had nothing to do with any of the decisions with all these rumors. What's worrying me about it really is... It feels more like almost like episode nine rise of Skywalker where it's just like, you won't believe what's happening in this one. And it's just like, you have so many things that would be such groundbreaking, holy crap moments in this movie lined up that you're making me think you're not going to give me time to dwell on a thought. That's not a bad way to think about like, that either. That is that is a that is a fair that is a fair hypothesis. I don't know I don't know the the right way to word this, but it's almost like I don't think PTSD is the right thing to say, but <laughs> triggered. Well, no. no, I'm just I'm just saying like episode 9 revealed to me that you can have too much of a good thing. And like 365 slices of American cheese. Yeah. Or no, one sixty. For every just... day, <laughs> one for every day of the year, crammed into a day. Um, Marge, I think I'm blind. <laughs> but no, what just just what I'm getting at is, I, look, man, I the MCU's track record is really good. That's why I'm not panicking. But but because they have to share custody with Sony on this specific one. But yes, because it's shared with Sony and because they have announced something that sounds like it's leading up to a Sinister Six movie. The last one that was leading up to a Sinister Six movie was Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I liked it the first time I saw it, but I wasn't really paying attention all that much during the movie because it was like the last time I was going to see Kelsey for a while. Um, oh, I thought I thought you were going to say because you did a bunch of whippets during the movie because that yeah. movie that movie's complete, dude. That movie's awful. Um, I've watched it since then, and I agree. It's pretty terrible. Um, but just, like I said, I, I don't know if PTSD is the right thing to say, but just more like a lesson learned from The Rise of Skywalker. Just like, man, you 
like I, I that's a lot of faith I, in the studio to think that they're going to learn lessons from prior mistakes <laughs> well no what i'm get what i'm getting at is like do you remember when the rise of skywalker came out and then like as the trailers went on and we learned more story pieces i started questioning things in the movie and i was like i have a bad feeling about how this is going to turn out mm, sort of were you that pessimistic before i was very pessimistic I don't, I, it's been long enough and enough nonsense has happened. I kind of don't remember our initial trailer reactions. I didn't think it was going to be like as bad as I, as it ended up being, but I, like, I was just sitting there kind of like, I don't think this is going to be that great. Cause all the promotional material kept using the same things. I remember there was um, a vague lack of, uh, new footage. It was a bunch of recycled footage throughout. I remember yeah. that. Uh, but I, I kept saying, I was like, I don't like the story. I don't like the fact, I, like, I don't like that Palpatine's, I, I like that in the beginning, I liked that he was back. And then like, I started thinking about it and I was like, he was atomized. How is he back? Um, and I, I started getting more pessimistic about the movie. And as the day rolled on, like when they were like, Alfred Molina is going to be as Doc Ock. Had they stopped that day, I would have been pretty happy and excited. And then the news and the rumors just kept coming and i was like i'm getting a similar feeling to rise of skywalker like i've got a bad feeling about this and the only reason that i'm trying to shake it off is because the mcu has done so well i just i feel bad for john watts because i i'm not the biggest fan of homecoming as a lot of people are i think homecoming's not that great it's okay i'd give it a half pan but uh uh far from home holy Far From Home was a home run, no pun intended. That was that was an amazing movie. That was one of my favorite films from last year. So, given how Sony treated Sam Raimi with the third Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, which actually isn't that bad. You should just go back and rewatch it with fresh eyes. It's actually not that bad. But Yeah, cal- calm down. It's not as bad as you remember. Yeah, it's not it's not that. It's bad. It's a, it's another half pan. It's not as bad as you remember. But it's not as substantially worse than the other two as you think it is. Yeah, it's it's just a little step back, not a full like long jump step back. Yeah. But but anyway, given all that mess, I kind of wish John just kind of took his money and ran just because like it looks like that's probably going to happen again. Unless unless we're 100% wrong and this ends up being just yeah, am- amazing. Like I don't think that's going to happen, but <laughs> that's that's kind of what I want to like close my thought on it with is look we can be entirely wrong, but... I really hope we are wrong. <laughs> but just based on what we've seen with another large tentpole franchise recently that crammed too much in, I've got a really bad feeling. I like, s- here's here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not as worried as I was with Star Wars, but it's one of those things where, like, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, man, the, the, M- the MCU has had so many things done right that... Yeah, okay, maybe maybe they do this one right, but like what has been announced and what has been rumored, you can screw that up real easy. I real I, easy. I stand by my theory that Sony is taking too much from the success of Into the Spider-Verse and it's going to end up ruining what they have with Tom Holland. That's that's my theory. I hope I'm wrong, but we'll we'll the see only, what happens. The only thing that I can think of since since Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are not confirmed yet. They the only the source about Toby said they saw him going into a dressing room. Here's okay. Here's the thing. I'm positive they're in it. Yeah. If you have the two, if you have two of the villains from the other series, 
they're gonna be in it because it's one villain from each series as of now. Wait, what was what was the Andrew Garfield villain? Oh, Electro. Electro. Duh. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that being said, the what I think it could be is that Doctor Strange is doing some stuff. Yes, because doesn't fully doesn't fully realize what he's doing, and he accidentally opens a multiverse of stuff and pull and accidentally pulls in Electro and Doc Ock, and they run into Magneto. I don't think Magneto. it'll be Doctor Strange. They run, they run in. They run into Mysterio, and then they're like, "Hey, Spider Man messed up my life. Spider Man, my universe has Spider Man, and he messed up my life. Holy crap! You're not gonna believe this. Same deal. And then like they start forming the Sinister Six. That's what I think is gonna happen. That's literally recycled from Far From Home because Jake Gyllenhaal in the bar said the exact same thing. Uh, Tony Stark screwed up my life. Tony Stark screwed up my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, uh, I don't know. We'll see. That's, I don't think it's going to be Dr. Strange's fault though. I think he's going to show Peter Parker something and then Peter Parker's going to be like, oh, I think I can handle this. And then he's the cause of all the problems because Dr. Strange yeah. is too smart for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of my thoughts on it is like, man, you could really screw that up really easily. Well, we'll see. I, Marvel's not going to, or Kevin specifically, is not going to have that big a hand in it because uh, what's her face over at Sony is ultra protective of Spider Man. Kathleen Kennedy. Lucasfilm. She's a Lucasfilm. I can't remember who the head of. Kathleen Kennedy. I can't remember who. Kathleen the... Kennedy. It's not Kathleen Kennedy. Jesus. <laughs> it's it's Kathleen Kennedy. Whoever. Oh, Amy Pascal. Amy Pascal. Um, yeah. Is she married to Pedro? No, no, no. Calm down. Well. No. Amy, or Amy Pascal. She's super protective of spider-man anyway i got pedro pascal in the mic i just watched baby yoda oh my god no spoilers no spoilers we're a film podcast but no spoilers <laughs> baby yoda um anyway the next story I that had my baby yoda christmas ornament staring at me watching the ba- watching me watch the baby yoda show on my tv <laughs> while in a, while a four and a half foot tall inflated baby yoda holding a candy cane was in my front yard <laughs> Anyway, the next story is um, a little bit of follow-up to uh, the news that broke last week about Warner Brothers making a deal with HBO Max to have their entire 2021 catalog put on... Artists are pissed. Uh, Yeah, more or less. Took the words out of my mouth. Uh, Directors, financiers, guilds, a lot of people in the art industry specifically are, unsurprisingly pissed off about this super mad um who would have thought they would have dug in their heels and stuck to the old ways and not embraced the future i have news for you they said that they were releasing it straight to uh, hbo max but you could go watch in the theater so people could still do that well the well the thing is i want to present a couple things uh the first thing is that uh the company that actually financed more than half of congress's godzilla specifically is Legendary Pictures. Uh, they financed a lot of movies that uh, Warner Brothers has made. They have, like, a first-look deal with each other. And they are preparing a lawsuit against Warner Brothers because, allegedly, they were not involved with any single conversation with Warner Brothers or HBO Max, and this just came to them out of the blue, and they are taking them to court because... This screws up previously agreed upon uh, terms of financial compensation and profit sharing, which will hinder the 
the amount of money that Legendary is going to get uh, from, well, from the movie, because now a majority of the revenue is going to come from streaming instead of the theaters. So that's what I wanted to present to you. We talked about it a little off mic. The previously agreed upon contracts is where a lot of these people are getting furious from because a lot of them, I'm not, I'm not a legal expert. I haven't seen the contracts personally, but a lot of the anger is coming from the fact that all these contracts were already agreed upon because the movies were made before COVID happened. And now that one of the revenues is basically gone or slashed to pieces where pennies are coming in instead of dollars. Now that's kind of a legal sticky gray area. And like Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle said when HBO Max and Netflix got the rights to the Chappelle show, you don't with somebody's money. So now knowing that now there's the business element, not just the integrity of the arts or the artist. Okay. So I was curious what you think when that kind of comes into play. Cause we didn't really talk about that last week. If you have any thoughts on it. Uh, let me pose it to you this way. There are thousands of people without work. And this has been one of the worst years in my, in the minds of many people. Um, you have people who have been deprived of many things that bring them joy and anything really new and entertaining to watch. Uh, a lot of people's hopes and demands have been answered where companies are starting to release things that are being delayed with just no end in sight to a service that they already subscribe to. Imagine the PR nightmare you're in for by throwing a fit over money when there's just millions of people that are just watching you make complaints. Have fun sorting that out. Hmm. Interesting point. Sometimes it's better to just shut up is what I'm getting at. I'm. I, it's just, look, I get you have contracts. I get it. These are really incredibly, like, circumstances. These are and these are extreme circumstances, yeah. These are these are extreme circumstances. You literally have movie theaters open that cannot get five people in the door because people don't feel safe. We're an example of that. We're a movie podcast and we are purposely just not going to see new releases because we don't feel fully safe in theaters even though we have we've heard their like what they're doing. We've been I've been to two movies. Look, man, I'm glad I went and saw Tenet. I really am. I'm glad I went and saw Tenet. I joked about how I thought Unhinged was hilarious and awesome. But if you put put it in the circumstance of this year going on, like 2019, I would have forgot that movie in a heartbeat. Um, sometimes it's better to bite the bullet. It really is. I get that. I get that you're losing a bunch of money. Everyone has lost money this year. Every single person has lost money this year. There are travel industries that have not occurred because of the coronavirus. There are, uh, not to bring up sports again, sports teams reporting record low uh, sales numbers and no profits. Uh, there are people, like like I said, the travel industry. There are people, I went and got my hair cut today. You can't tell me those people when they couldn't go to a hair salon, we're making the same amount of money that they normally would have been working from home. In fact, I don't think they can. I think they would lose their license. Everyone has lost money this year. 
And I look, I get you have contracts. I really understand you have contracts. You don't want to take a minute to think, hey, maybe this is an extreme year in a special circumstance. You have, again, HBO Max is releasing every single one of these movies to theaters, but you can watch it from home at, on the same day too. Dude, you want to you wanna sue someone because they waited, in some movies' cases, nine months before going, you know what, we can't do this anymore. It's going to create such a backlog when we start opening up theaters normally again that you're going to have double the double to triple the movies that are supposed to be out because they just have to get caught up. At some point, you have to start catching up on life. The lawsuit with with Legendary, I I get where it's coming from because again, they were not consulted on this. Warner Brothers just I get, told I get them. Where you're, I get where you're coming from. In that, hey, we weren't consulted, and we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose a lot of money that we should have got. That's a that's 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 all the core of where most of these reactions are coming from. Like, I mean, I don't I, have any. I get. Let me put it this way: I get the studios, but like the people that the artists I heard is where my complaint is. Like Chris, like look, I love Christopher Nolan's movies, I really do. But you, you gotta stop just telling people how to watch your movies. Let them just indulge. Not every single person that watches a movie feels like putting their health at risk to go watch Tenet. Yeah. You saw you saw that movie is what was supposed to save the theater industry and it was a colossal flop. Which is also hilarious that Warner Brothers was completely okay with bending to the whims of Christopher Nolan. But And what's to say they wouldn't? If he had a movie coming out next year, what if they were to be like, yeah, except for his, we're putting them all to streaming. Well, yeah, but now it's it's just funny to me that like they they were okay with letting him run the studio, but now they just kind of decide now to turn their back on. Like maybe it is the right decision, it's, but it's just it's just one of those things where I I just I look at it like, man, do you not understand the PR nightmare this could be made into? By hey. Look, we're the movie studio. We're releasing the movies that we've been delaying forever. And uh, something that gave you a sense of normalcy is finally starting to, you know what, adapt to the future. Because, frankly, this is the world we live in now. And then all of a sudden it's, yeah, the financiers aren't happy. Cool. Do you have any idea how bad that's going to look on the financiers company when it's like, hey, they're trying to stop the thing that's bringing you joy in the year that's been nothing but a flaming pile of shit. That's a that's a point. I... I I agree with you more on the artist standpoint like their argument out the ram getting any kind I, of compensation or getting getting any kind of like result just because like cuz no like again with Dave Chappelle they own what you made N- yeah there should yeah. have been a social contract that they agreed because, upon to because talk to you them. signed because you have a terrible contract is not their fault. Well, it's you not even a terrible it. contract. It's the fact that they didn't consult them or at least give them a heads up. It's not, not even a consultation is required. Just a heads up like, hey, yeah, but so at, at that at that point at at that point what are they I don't I don't know how to word it properly, but at what point are they allowed to do what they want with their property? Yeah, a studio's going to studio. Yeah, like, you signed a contract to fund this film being made. Yeah, I get the distribution details changed, but I don't know if you saw what happened in the world. The world changed. 
Well, yeah. Again, the artist... I empathize with the artist because, again, of the integrity of the art, but no, it's... The, the reality of the world is what it is. So, as much as I... Especially Denis knew, I... I, I'll send it to you if you read it. I don't blame you if you don't, but... I won't. Denis Villeneuve wrote a very... I, I think Denis Villeneuve had a very well-written, level-headed uh, statement on it. Uh, it's way less... Um, it's way less uh, aggressive than Christopher Nolan. I'll put it that way. But again, the business people? Legendary, who gave so much money... I, I mean, a lawsuit, I don't know if a lawsuit's going to do anything, but I think they have more right than Christopher Nolan than, than Denis Villeneuve yeah. to be mad. They absolutely yeah. have the right to say, um, excuse me, you're just telling us now that we might not get our money back because you did yeah. this behind my back? Think, thinking, about, <laughs> thinking about it as I was talking, I think my problem is more with the artists than it is with the financiers. Like, you got legal stuff to work out, yeah. But take into consideration the PR nightmare you're going to have. But for the artist, shut up. Like, frankly, dude, shut up. Your your art is getting distributed. Yeah, it's not on the big screen. Bummer. There are people that lost their friggin' jobs this year. Bummer that your movie isn't going on the big screen. It's just going to HBO Max. Well, yeah, clearly it's... And, and, and you're indirectly saying a bigger point. Yes, and listeners, I agree with Nick. Yes, obviously... Massive, massive first world 1% problems. Obviously, massive 1% problems. I, it's just, obviously, the world that I am obsessed with reading about all the time and being a movie podcast, this obviously is a massive deal. So, yeah, that's all I wanted, was, like, to, that's all I wanted was to like, hear your reaction, because presumably the listeners like my, know my it's reaction. Like what my, it's like what my HOA sent us this week. Appa- we, we committed just a horrible atrocity to mankind. <sighs> our trash cans were left by our front door monster just the worst thing that could happen this year and we got a warning i just i can't live with myself it was written in blood and and <laughs> it taped was an to your email. door kill the bard the uh but yeah i just I, yeah it's just it's one of those things where it's like Look, I I understand I understand the financiers think that that's a business move. I, I I will I will concede that. Like, you know what? You do have room to complain, you do have room to try and recoup money or maybe rework your deal, not sue um is the better option, but for the artists, all the artists that spent all week complaining about how their movie is going to go to HBO Max when it's going to be released in theaters on the same day is like a homeowners association complaining about trash cans being left on the front of the house. Well, it is their own bread getting affected too. It's not entire. It's about like, well, okay, maybe 50, 50 is too generous, but it's, it's not just the integrity of the art. Their back end money is also getting affected too. They like, it was reported that Patty Jenkins, the director of wonder woman and Gal Gadot, both are getting extra money because of the HBO Max deal, which apparently they are the only two people that had a conversation like that. Denis did not get one. Everybody that has been working on movies with Warner Brothers, like in the Heights or the Matrix, they haven't had conversations like that yet. So financial compensation renegotiations are a massive sticking point. Not just, not just the artistic integrity. If studios are smart, they make sure this is the only time this is ever discussed. Uh, really. yeah, they need to nip this in the bud immediately. They, well, what I'm getting at is, 
if if someone would have said what was going to happen in 2020 with COVID, um, even like in December of last year, which is when I think the first time I heard about COVID when it was overseas, um, maybe it was November. I don't remember exactly what, but in China, the China. If <laughs> I'm just saying, if someone would have mentioned that back then, I wouldn't have believed them. Um, so just with this being the catalyst that is starting the kind of revolution it has with movie distribution, I don't blame studios, actors, uh, producers, directors, financiers, all those people. I don't blame them, uh, for kind of mentioning a unhappiness about it, but let me put it this way. Need drives innovation and it's very it's it's like when trolls world tour and before we start getting all the news about like the warner brothers deal and disney like when they first announced what they were doing with mulan and hamilton um you you can't close this box again you you can't just when you're done with 2021 be like all right that's it we're going back to like we were before it's not gonna happen because people are gonna be like uh I'm not going to buy your product or pay for your product because I saw exactly what I wanted was possible and you just decided to stop doing it. So I'm just not going to give you money. They're going to wait for it to come back. If they're, if they're smart, they negotiate every single contract now to have direct to streaming rights in the contracts. Oh from yeah. Here from here on out. Oh no, that don't, that absolutely is going to be what happens. Do not let this conversation come up again where well we didn't think this was possible at the time that we signed the contract a year ago or 3 years ago or whatever. It's it has to be this has to be in there. Like this di- direct to streaming is the movie equivalent of Napster. And I know that movie piracy has was part of the Napster thing. They weren't pirating movies. I don't think, but like that, that stuff had been, was going around. Well, Um, it was the, well, if we can do music, let's do TV shows and movies. Like it just was a natural progression. Yeah. Like there's, there's a, there was a progression, but what I'm saying is like this big, like hubbub that this has created is the movies equivalent of the hubbub Napster had with the music industry. Yeah. You, you, once you address it, you can't go back to before you addressed it. Well, and the bigger thing is that, like, again, like, yeah, you're not wrong with the, the, the innovation. It's inevitable. But, again, the very, very start of this problem, not COVID, but the start of this specific problem, Warner Brothers didn't say a damn thing to anybody about it. They just had closed-door meetings with HBO Max and said, oh, hey, guys, by the way, you're going to see this in the press tomorrow. Whoa, wait, wait, what? That's that's a that was what was so aggravating was that it was just out of the blue. Well, the other thing too, the other thing too, it's just kind of amazing that someone's like, "Oh my god, Hollywood did something shady." Well, yeah, studios. Have you g- seen the history of of Hollywood and and being in showbiz? Well, uh, yeah, that's all it is is shady business practices. Well, it's a, it's not the mafia, but yeah, a studio is gonna studio. So. I mean, they just have to deal with these repercussions, like especially legendary if they take them to if they take them to court, which I, they yeah they gotta calm down. They they yeah they just gotta they just gotta say whoa okay put the put the affidavit down let's let's talk let's work this out because no they other people will sue if they don't get ahead of it now that they 
yeah. made a way bigger mess than they intended to, and just, just yeah. honestly, they just got to write the checks and get everybody quiet, and then just have that as a factor in the negotiations going forward for new contracts. That's really all it is. Yeah, just have an open yeah. dialogue. That's that's the that's the, that's the way to get rid of all this is have an open dialogue and have that as a factor in the contracts. So yeah, just listen to what I say. The world would be better. <laughs> <laughs> and think about other and 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 stay in your lane. Think about what problems are more related to you. Which I should definitely. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't read movie news every day. Sports. Sports. <laughs> By the way, did you see that Max contract that Paul George signed? No. <laughs> actually, no. I saw I saw something about Paul George signed a big deal, but I didn't actually see what it was. Who did he sign with? Uh, he's staying with the Clippers. Interesting. It was like a five-year, two twenty-five million deal, something like that. God, dude, I still remember when he was with the Pacers and he changed his number to thirteen so it could be PG thirteen, and I was like, "You want to be an off-brand R?" <laughs> I have a, I have a PG thirteen shirt still that's now five or six years old. <laughs> what we're saying is, Larry Bird is an American treasure, even though he's got a very, very big Peyton Manning-sized forehead. <laughs> Yeah, but he went to ISU, and other than Bob Tanyan, he's the only thing that matters that oh. came out of ISU. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but that was that was better than my joke. <laughs> anyway. Dude. I remember I remember sign, like walking through like the uh the I don't know, courtyard, whatever. Commons, that's what it is at isu and they were like hey sign this petition to get a statue of larry bird outside the basketball stadium and you'll get a free shirt and i was like first of all i'm down for a free shirt but second he doesn't have a statue he's the only thing that's ever come out of here that's mattered that actually that is an interesting question i'm surprised but i signed but i signed it and he got a statue and i got a free shirt nice very nice Anyway, obviously, we've saved the best for last. Uh, we'll spend the next 20 or so minutes on... You mean 20 years? Yeah, if we're going to go through everything. Uh, Disney... And by the, by the oh. way, before we even start into this, there was so much news to come out of this, I gave up po- like sharing it. I, yeah, I I just... I, I would see things every now and then when I would check my phone, but in terms of like in up to minute up to the minute updates i just was like you know what i'll just look at this tomorrow <laughs> it was a very very busy 4 hours out in california for disney investor day basically d23 with a more corporate name based on everything that came out of there just a heads up guys we are not recapping every single damn trailer and title and whatever came out we're gonna go through things that stood out to us so if you want a complete comprehensive recap i'll actually go somewhere else well i'll i'll share the article (laughs) i'll share the article i'm looking at uh you'll see it on our social media because this actually is pretty comprehensive and this is what i'm using instead of notes for that so um uh what stood one thing that stood out to me that i don't know if necessarily stood out to you uh the because they own Fox, um, that means they obviously own FX. Uh, I don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but they announced that they were doing a lot of cool new things with FX, including renewing "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" for four more years. That is awesome. They, uh, I thought that the that the gang was gonna call it quits with the show, but I guess with Disney backing, they are gonna keep going for four more years. 
they also announced that Noah Halley, the amazing showrunner of Fargo and Legion, is going to do a Ridley Scott executive produced adaptation of Alien. I didn't need any more news on top of that. I was just on cloud nine when I heard that news. That's one of my favorite movies of all time, along with Clockwork Orange. Just Noah Halley doing an Alien series is the 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 best news to me that came out of this personally. But um, <laughs> obviously, the rest of the world cares more about Star Wars and Marvel. Uh, Nick, I guess I'll let you uh, take it now, since I'm guessing all the Lucasfilm news was uh, what stood out to you the most. You're gonna have to take it, dude. I <laughs> so much I couldn't keep up. Well, there's not one specific thing that comes to mind immediately that's that that uh, that stood out to you. Are you just looking through um, everything that we shared right now? <laughs> no, I'm actually just staring at my desk to give you the illusion that I'm looking at something. Okay. <laughs> uh, just there's so much stuff they made. Well, fine. I'll I'll start it off with I'll just list off titles and you give me uh, immediate reactions. Uh, we already knew that Obi Wan Kenobi was going to be a show, but Hayden Christensen of all people is coming Dan's back to play favorite Darth Vader. actor in the world. I hate sand. I hate sand. I hate sand, but I like Disney money. <laughs> what I want to see is I want to see him as Darth Vader in the Baby Yoda show. Dude, there's so going to be crossover between all these shows. There's there's Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's uh, Rangers of the New Republic, uh, Ahsoka, uh, Andor, The Bad Batch, uh, Lando, A Droid Story. Rogue, Rogue Squadron, the movie looks awesome. I'm excited for that. Oh yeah, Rogue Squadron. Um, a movie, a movie, a Star Wars movie about like the dogfighting aspect of the movies. Wait, are Sounds you cool. wait? Do you mean do you mean the Bad Batch? No, Rogue Squadron, as in the X Wing Squadron. Oh, oh, and that's oh, thank you. That's the that's the movie that Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman, is directing. That's right. I'm seeing it right here. I completely forgot that was yeah. happening. Uh, that was one of the only yeah. trailers I actually didn't watch. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Actually, I am very excited for Hayden Christensen to be back in the Obi-Wan series because what I'm interested in seeing is if they do flashbacks to Obi-Wan training him before he's Vader and then I'm also interested in seeing if they have Anakin because uh, there's a YouTube channel that I follow. I think it's Star Wars Theory is the is the name. Um, if it's not Star Wars Theory, it's something very close to it. Um, and they have a bunch of stuff about like what Darth Vader was like in the like before the original trilogy, like from Episode Three to before the original trilogy as he was transitioning. Um, and he spent a lot of his time just being miserable and like pining for Padme and wishing his existence would end. And, uh, was he also drinking know, a lot of milk like Luke was? Yeah. He's just like chugging it straight out of the teat. And, um, <laughs> and he was just sitting there and he's like, I'm so sad. <laughs> um, and he need nom nom. <laughs> he's just sitting there. Some stormtrooper walks in carrying a bucket of sand. He's like, it's beach day. And Darth Vader stands up and stabs him. It's like, never talk about sand. And um, The stormtrooper just being a dick. It's beach day. (laughs) Just throws sand on him. (laughs) He throws sand on him. And he's like, you want to see something that's funny, but I'll definitely die for doing. The guy's like, no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Um, But now I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with him. 
as Darth Vader because they very easily could have gotten away with just a guy in a Darth Vader suit. So I'm interested to see how they incorporate Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader in the series. Um, oh, look at me. Also, I'm Darth Vader. Look at my suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Darth Vader. I'm wearing a Vader suit. Um, I'm looking I'm looking forward to see if he got some acting lessons. Um <laughs> Look, man, I, I like him a lot more than you. I'm much more forgiving to him than you are. But at the same time, I admit, he's kind of not that great an actor. Um, we still haven't has... seen Shattered Glass, where apparently he actually can act. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Shattered Glass, you know what glass is made of? Sand! Sand! <laughs> um, I'm, inter- I'm, I'm really interested in Rogue Squadron. I'm interested in watching the Ahsoka show. Uh, I'm Bad su- Batch. I, I'm super interested in Ahsoka too, just because she actually had such a good impression in uh, the episode of The Mandalorian. That and the episodes of Clone Wars that I've seen, um, I really liked her in them. Um, Dude, I'm 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 just a broad spectrum question about all these shows. Do you think that, um, assuming that Kathleen and John are well, Kathleen will, but if John also has a hand in all of these projects, which he presumably will, do you think they're all going to be as lore heavy as this current season of The Mandalorian has been? Um, it depends. Man, really depends. Um, Rogue Squadron, I think it's going to be pretty lore heavy. Um, obviously, Ahsoka, obviously Ahsoka will. Bad Batch? Ahsoka, Ahsoka will. Bad Batch, I'm 50-50 on just because it's going to be a, like, it's a, it's a squadron of, of troopers going around doing stuff that are like special forces, but at the same time, they're going to so many places, maybe. Yeah. Lando I'm will... super excited for Bad Batch, by the way. That was the trailer that got me the most excited. Lando for sure is going to. Um, Are you excited for a Lando series? I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. Are you actually excited for a Lando series? I'm really not, unless they get um, uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah, 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 Don Glover, yeah. If they don't have Donald Glover in it, I'm not that interested. I I could care Um, less either. I mean, no offense, no offense to um, uh, reading, or not reading Rainbow Guy, um, now now uh now watch us in like two years back it's our favorite show um <laughs> but yeah i that one it's just one of those ones where like lando to me is one of those characters where like the less you know the cooler he is where it's like oh my god he's so mysterious it's it's enticing and they're like hey we're gonna tell you more about him like please don't um yeah i i 100 percent agree with that but yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for all of them. The the one thing I'm interested to see too with this huge shift is okay, how hard are you going to steer away from the Skywalker saga? Well, just from, like, the, just from the obviously just from the Mandalorian alone, we've already kind of steered pretty far away from it. Obviously, you can't with uh Obi-Wan. Um well, yeah, Lando, no, that's, a, that's a given. Lando's going to be pretty hard to not and then Ahsoka's going to be pretty hard not to. But Rogue Squadron, I mean, yeah, I guess Luke was one of the leaders of Rogue Squadron. But the Rogue Squadron video games that I played, one of the more uh, important characters was Wedge Antilles. Give me a bunch of Wedge. Wedge, Wedge, whiten my Wedge. And um, Well, uh, what about Andor? Andor is going to be pretty far away from it, I bet. And Yeah, Andor looks like it's going to be really good, too. Um, oh, dude, that trailer was awesome. I am so excited for Andor. Cause I, I mean, maybe because I loved Rogue One so much, but... You just want to give him a kiss. Um, 
dude, if he if he said, "Will you kiss me on the mouth?" I would I I'd be hard pressed to say no. <laughs> For the Republic. Um, <laughs> Dan's like, I want to go Olive Garden, and he's like, "What the hell is Olive Garden?" Um, this is the way. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. This is the way to the front door of Olive Garden. Um. <laughs> That was really clever. I'm sorry. That two really hours got me. La- <laughs> two hours later. Um, oh, Cassian. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of all I've really got about Star Wars. Uh, sweet. Me too. Um, it was pretty cool to see all those announcements. Um, uh, the next thing before Marvel specifically that I want to talk about is uh, Indiana Jones 5. It's officially confirmed instead of a rumor. I can sum up my excitement for it in one sentence. The only thing that has me remotely interested in this is that it is going to be directed by James Mangold. He directed Ford versus Fa Fa Ra Ra Re Re and Logan. <laughs> if he didn't direct either of those movies, I could care less about Indiana Jones Five. But solely because James Mangold is directing it, whatever. Send send Harrison Ford off into the sunset. I trust James. I'm not really interested or excited for it at all. You will be um, after Logan, because we're gonna watch that on the show. No. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying. Uh, I'm. I'm not saying that guy doesn't do good work. I loved Ford versus Ferrari. Um, my main issue is just. Is Harrison Ford gonna be in this? Yep, he is gonna be front and center at whatever seventy-eight or however old he is. <sighs> my God, just. I saw, I saw Into the Wild and I, saw, I hate snakes. <laughs> and I saw him in uh, Star Wars after Episode Seven. You can stop with putting him in roles that he's been in for forty five years. Call of the Wild was not that bad, but otherwise, I agree with you. <laughs> Call of the Wild was an abomination. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> No, I agree Come with you. Fight with, a uh... bear. Oh no! Wait, I was thinking of the other dog movie with Kevin Costner. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna make a comment about uh, driving super fast in the rain or whatever that was called. <laughs> uh, oh God! Anyway, uh, the art of the art of racing in the rain. The art of I. I one day I was sitting around TV and they had this documentary about Mongolians. Kevin, I swear to God. Your line is, I love begging strips. I think I made this joke before, but uh, the art of getting cancer and almost losing the custody of your child. Uh. <laughs> Dan brought this up one, more, one time before. Super depressing joke, that's tone deaf. <laughs> I have no shame. I'm also the same guy that made uh, the way back. Uh, hi, I'm Ben Affleck, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben Affleck, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> speak, speak, speaking of uh, terrible movies we saw in the theater this year, guess what I saw when I was at Target today. Oh, was it The it's Way Back? It's on Blu-ray already. Was it The Way Oh, wait, The Way Back's no. been on Blu-ray for a while. Oh, no, it's on Blu-ray already. Uh, what is it? I can't think. Sometimes you just have a bad day. Do you know what a courtesy tap is? Oh, yeah. Unhinged came out on Blu-ray a couple a little, of weeks ago. Uh, uh, uh. 
Yeah, that movie's on Blu-ray, and I'm tempted to buy it. Oh, dear God, why? <laughs> that movie's so bad. Because it's the funniest movie of the year. Here's your courtesy tip. <laughs> that was almost worth the price of admission, honestly, because that was really funny. I think the thing that was worth the price of admission was just watching him be that heavy. <laughs> See, okay. Again, again, not trying to body shame, but what? No, no, okay. Happened. I'm allowed to call Ben Affleck an alcoholic and make fun of the seriousness of that other movie if you can call Russell Crowe fat. <laughs> Here's the thing. Ben Affleck has something that's depressing. Russell Crowe. <laughs> He's just... Russell, Russell Crowe's just fat. <laughs> no, Russell, Russell Crowe's not fat. Russell Crowe has just a mouthful of food at all times, apparently. Oh, okay. And then here's the other thing with uh, The Order Racing in the Rain and for Kelsey in the other room. That movie is fake! <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben. Hi, I'm Ben Affleck and I have anger management issues. <laughs> that would be, that would be an interesting uh uh what the, the Russell Crowe movie. I don't know what you're trying to say. What? <laughs> ben Affleck being recast in, as Russell Crowe's character in the uh the movie where he's angry. Oh, unhinged. Unhinged. It's just like, "Hi, I'm Ben Affleck and I have anger management issues." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, and then he headbutts a child, and then he starts beating him up like he was beating Superman. And they're like, "Uh, Ben, dial it back." Oh God, his skull caved in. <laughs> he's already dead. <laughs> stop! Stop! He's already dead. Okay. Well, we've already gone on a little long on this, but we still have to touch on Marvel before we head out. Uh, I'm just gonna rattle off a couple titles like before, and you give me your thoughts on it these are just going to be the ones that had trailers to at least kick this off wandavision we got a new trailer i'm super excited because it looks weird and i want to know what the hell is happening in it we got a new trailer i thought we just got a new poster no uh it's called official trailer 2 and it still looks weird and i still know what's happening but i love both of those actors i want to know what the hell is happening in that show i did not see the trailer like i just stated i thought that it was just a poster nice uh okay i'm just gonna rattle these off low-key This trailer actually made me excited for a Loki show. I generally didn't care that much about him in the movies, but hey, I uh, call me a hypocrite. I'm actually excited for the Loki show. That trailer was really impressive. Uh, Like I said, I gave up part of the way through, so I did not know that there was anything about the Loki show that came out. Nice. Great way to close this out. Uh (laughs) No, what I'm getting at at is is I, I... really like i think marvel is when i gave up like i was like this is just too much to keep up with right because that was like nine o'clock our time and eight o'clock california or nine o'clock our time and like six o'clock california time so i did see i did see the what if trailer okay that that's awesome because that trailer i kind of why should i care about a alternate universe show where none of this matters because this is all just literally what if but not only that, it's a show that doesn't have Baby Yoda in it, and the characters aren't saying, where's Baby Yoda, when Baby Yoda's not on screen. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of 50-50 on this, to be honest with you, because I think the what-if idea sounds neat, but the issue I have with it is, 
I don't think Marvel should be the ones making it. I think how it should have ended or CinemaSins or someone like that, like a online uh, content producer should be the one making it and not Marvel. If Marvel wants to sponsor them coming up with the ideas, okay. But I don't think Marvel should be the one coming up with this. It sounds like it sounds neat. I remember when it was first proposed, I thought it sounded neat. And like the closer we've gotten to it, I'm kind of like, Marvel shouldn't really have input on it because then it's what if, and then it's whatever they approved. I could honestly care less. It's not going to affect any of the bigger story. It's all just kind of fan servicey fan fiction, really, at least to me, unless there's something I'm missing because I don't read the comics, but I just, what if this happened instead? Why, why do I care? Because it didn't happen. That's, I don't know. That's my two cents on it. I, what if this happened and said, hey, what if you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, anyway, uh, what's the other trailer I watched? Uh, oh, this is a reel for Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel finally getting a TV show or any kind of attention outside of the comics, I should say. I didn't know anything about Miss Marvel before, um, but then the, in the sizzle, sizzle reel, it mentioned that she... Uh, is of Middle Eastern uh, descent. I can't talk. Uh, and she's of uh, she's Pakistani, I think specifically. But uh, outside of that, like the representation there, she is a teenager, like going through the same kind of puberty problems that Peter Parker is as Spider Man. Uh, but then she can't stop shooting ropes. <laughs> but then, out- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> But outside of that, like, on the production <laughs> side of it, they got a very diverse crew. They showed a picture of all the directors that are going to be working on the show, which is, uh, I, I haven't personally heard of them, but I'm super excited to see what they do. I, I don't know. It just seems like a really interesting twist on the coming-of-age superhero thing that we've seen. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Did you did you not watch that sizzle reel either? <laughs> yeah, that's one that I didn't. This is, like, news to me. I don't know. Uh, I did see the Falcon and the Winter Soldier thing. Yes. Oh, by the way, that was confirmed for March, not August. So let's let's close out with uh, the validity of that leaked quote unquote trailer afterwards. Uh, sorry, finish your thoughts on the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Looks good. I'm excited for it. Dude, me too. I like I I was uh, I'm curious if they shot it the same way they did the Mandalorian, because in the Andor trailer, they were building sets. They weren't just using visual references for post-production. So that was super intriguing to me. At least, I mean, again, for Andor. So I'm curious if they shot more traditionally with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But just on the entertainment uh, face value level of the trailer, yeah, bring it on. They look like they have great chemistry to carry a TV show. And the action looks amazing. Like that that uh, that money shot they had of Falcon flying through the canyon with the, the, the missiles flying at him. That was, that was pretty dope. I'm pretty excited for March. You mentioned the Mandalorian. And I'm I'm reminded, it's been six seconds since I mentioned Baby Yoda. <laughs> Where's Baby Yoda? And I need to know where he is. He's. I need to know where Baby Yoda is. He's safe with handcuffs, uh, locked in somewhere. And no, shut up! I the don't most care. Adorable. If, if you're listening to this the and having adorable set of handcuffs. If you're listening to this and having cop with the Mandalorian, that's your fault. So. <laughs> you've you've had a week. Get over it. Uh, what about uh, we didn't get an update? Disney Disney doesn't care about spoilers for the Mandalorian like by Monday, so why oh, we okay. care over a week later? Uh, uh, we're not gonna go through all of them, but I'm gonna bullet these off really quick. Uh, Fantastic Four, it's gonna be rebooted from the director of 
Homecoming and Far From Home. I Let's give it a whirl. It can't be worse than Fant 4 Stick. That's my hot take. What? You want me to have an opinion? On, uh, cool. <laughs> I, I've seen one Fantastic Four movie, and I fell asleep through the second one I ever watched, and I didn't see Fant 4 Stick. I really don't care Fant- about them. Fant 4 Stick is the only movie in probably the past decade that I stopped 20 minutes in because it was so... Uh, uh, Ironheart. Do you remember anything about Ironheart? No. It is apparently tying into somebody that has some sort of connection to Tony Stark in building his suits of armor. So I'm kind of interested in that. Neat. Okay. <laughs> uh, so- Again, Marvel is where I kind of gave up on it. Okay, the last one then I'll... Uh- so you're asking for reactions to things that I did not know exist until you're mentioning them. Okay, so I'm basically elev- elevator pitching these to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. I'm not personally a big fan of holiday specials, so if the cast is there, that'll be the only thing that will keep me interested in it. Okay. <laughs> well, so is, Are you sold on the idea of a Guardians of the Galaxy ho- uh, holiday special? Uh, holiday specials so rarely work that I'm going to say no. Sweet. At least we're on the same page on that. Um, okay, now the last thing. Pro- Pinky promised the last thing. Secret Invasion is going to be about the aliens from Captain Marvel and various exploits involving them while they're going across the galaxy. Uh, I know that's not exactly verbatim what the plot summary was, but it does involve them. Do you want to see a show involving the aliens? No. Word. Okay, so a hard pass on that. Uh <laughs> mainly because i so much did not like captain marvel <laughs> i'm like I'm, I'm fine if we just have nothing from that movie i'm 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 interested in it i at least, again it's nice uh i didn't do that big a deep dive what if, what if i burp like that and you're in a big thud <laughs> oh he died <laughs> and the last thing he said is i'm fine if there's nothing we have from captain marvel <laughs> Ah, oh, man. Okay, well, uh, yeah, there's nothing really much else, I think, since we're already about 80 minutes into this. Uh, obviously, we'll touch base on these things as they actually come out. Uh, but yeah, that was at least our take on the Disney Investor Day. Uh, again, sorry, guys, if we didn't talk about a title you want us to talk about, send us an angry email or a tweet. Actually, do a tweet because we don't check our Twitter that often. So Send us a message on YouTube. Yeah, comment on one of our year-and-a-half-old YouTube videos. Uh, the last one that we had had me solo review The Farewell and us complain about The Lion King, so. That one might have been taken down for copyright strike, though. Uh, I think the last one that got taken down was... Uh, actually, I don't remember, because it's been a year-and-a-half, so. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I think I'm wrong. Or no, that was after Lion King, so that's definitely wrong. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We got to wrap it up. We've been going very long on this new segment, even though it was a big weekend on news. We have to take a very brief break so we can get into our exciting reviews of the week. We will take a brief break and be right back. All right, everybody, that is it for another Brownie Bites news segment episode. 
Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you to Isla Marfin of Fugue, as always, for the bumper music in between the segments. Fugue, it is pouring down rain. Uh, I don't hear anything, so it can't be that hard, I guess. I uh, can't. That's what she said. I can't move the <laughs> microphone closer to the window, though. Uh, that That's okay. We don't need to hear it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the... Uh, uh, the reviews we got this week, guys, uh, they are awesome. We got two big, big review segments coming up this week. Uh, on Tuesday, we have a review of Mulan. Finally, we got to see Mulan. We tried to stick it to Disney by not paying them $30 until it was... And boy, did they feel it in their wallets. <laughs> yeah, we really stuck it to the man. Uh, waiting... Uh, I think Multi-billion I... dollar in, uh, company didn't get our $30. Yeah, we held out for four months. What, August, September, October, November? Yep, four months. We held out four months, and we finally have our thoughts on it. That will be coming out on Tuesday. Thursday, Nick. Tell the listeners how big that episode is going to be. thought I had to burp. Um, It's pretty big. Quite possibly the biggest segment we've ever had. I don't want to cause panic, but... Uh, um... We have guest reviewers that are actually podcasters. So, not only are they actually podcasters, they're podcasters that inspired this show, mainly me. Uh, Krevin and Chris Kristofko come on for Strange Brew, uh, a lovely little movie that is not very well known. Um, this was, hands down, the highlight of my podcasting career, um, if you could call it a career. Uh, but... It was very fun, lots of laughs, uh, super long segment that could have gone way longer, um, but uh, because of the wee ones, uh, not our wee ones, their wee ones, uh, we, we had to wrap up the segment. Their wee ones are big ones. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema, Instagram, <laughs> Brownie underscore points underscore guide. Twitter at Brownie underscore cinema and Brownie points guide to cinema at gmail.com. Make sure you send us uh, movie reviews, whether they are time machines or new releases or Brownie bites ideas, whether they are topics to discuss countdowns to do movie trailers to review. Uh, also make sure you're sending us movie ideas. Uh, or I already said that be like Nikki, make sure you send us movie ideas, but also make sure you leave us uh, ratings, the highest rating you possibly can on whatever platform you listen to us on. It's the best way to help us break through algorithms and all that science. Back to you, Dan, who is focused on wee ones. <laughs> Big ones. Uh, also be like Monty. Uh, yes, Monty. I'm not going to spoil what the title. That... Monty is our top fan lately. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil. Dude's on it. I'm not going to spoil what he recommended, but Monty, it is on the calendar. We're probably going to do it in January because our calendar is full right now for December. So, uh, listeners, we will let you know what that movie is because we are 100% going to be doing that in January. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Sorry, yeah. I'm really tired. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we will continue. Very long week. Uh, much like uh, Title Town Sound Podcast, uh, we will also always be in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor.com, along with all other major podcasting platforms around the globe. Uh, as always, guys, just because we're getting closer to the light at the end of the tunnel doesn't mean we are quite there yet. So. Please keep your masks on. Please continue to wash your hands and give a damn about each other. And and only put your hand on your own pants. 
yeah, stick your hand. It's, what was it? Uh, you can pick your friends, but you can pick you can pick your friends. You can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. So, that those are those are the words of wisdom we're gonna leave you with at the end of this episode. Uh, that's all we got. We'll be back Tuesday with our thoughts on Mulan, and Thursday we will be in your ears with Titled Town Sound Podcast. I almost forgot the title uh, <laughs> for Strange Brew. <laughs> we'll see you then. It stopped raining. And as you can see to my right, and for those of you that can't see the video feed I'm giving Dan, we have a high pressure front moving in from the west that's going to push through to the east and bring in a large uh, cooling wave and hand motions. Sparkle fingers. <laughs> Nick, Nick, touch, Nick touch, touch, your, touch your chest. I think that'll tell you if it's raining or not. There's the 85% chance that... Never mind. <laughs> Have you ever beaten a man so hard that he pissed blood? We gotta do meth men for the show. <laughs> you said we gotta do meth? What did you say? No, I I slurred a little while I was trying to say what I was trying to say. We gotta do matchstick men for the show. I heard you say we gotta do meth. I was like, what is that transition? <laughs> no, I had a bunch of phlegm in my mouth while I was trying to say the title, so it sounded like that. I Quote unquote phlegm. <laughs> <laughs>